Meow. Woof. Nay. Hello. Welcome to Animal Messages from Healing Your Animal with host Vicki Draper, author, certified healer, and animal communicator, sharing what animals want you to know. Episode 32, Minimize Holiday Stress for You and Your Animals, Part 2. All right. Welcome, welcome. We, Ariel Hubbard and myself, Vicki Draper, are here to talk about minimizing your holiday stress for you and your animals, part two. And welcome, Ariel. Thank you, Vicki. I'm so excited to be here with you. This is a second in our series for the holidays. And for those of you who are out there in the world. We're hoping that you have fun. We have some great stories for you today. Lots of fun and a lot of great ideas for you for the holidays. Yes. And we got such great feedback from our part one. So thank you listeners that got a lot of benefits. So we're here to add even more for you. And because with the holidays, I guess for me, even just hearing the word holiday, I just get stressed. <laughs> and so with Thanks. all the to-dos and, you know, wanting it to all go just so, and um, we are here to shift that. And I am grateful because uh, this helps me and we're helping you, which helps your animals where it really can be less stressful and you really can have more ease and more joy. And so our mission is to help you with that. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So Ariel, do you want to talk about some things? Or yes. People? I want to talk about some things. <laughs> I want to talk about a lot of things. I always want to talk I know. about We're going to talk about a lot of things. I'm going to let you start off. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that we were brainstorming before we got together today, and we are brainstorming about how can you make your holidays a better experience? And one of them is to set lower expectations for yourself and other people and also your pets. So I'll talk about the people part. So here's the thing. Um, a lot of holiday stress is actually stress that's self-created. It, and it's based on our expectations that we think other people have of us as well as their actual expectations. And you can manage the expectations that you have of yourself and what you think other people have of you. And a way to do that is to get really clear about what are the holidays about for you? Are they about connection? Are they about um, spending time with people you care about? Or are they about gift giving? Now, here's the thing. We all have different love languages and some people our love language is giving gifts. And I get that. So one of the ways you can lower expectations is to break up your gift giving and your gift buying and wrapping and mailing and all the stuff that you need to do, break it down into pieces and parts. So you're not doing everything all at once. Now, I could have said this in the last episode, which is start early, but it's still right now, the beginning of December, you can still start now instead of waiting till the last minute. And the thing is really focus on what's important. You know, not everybody who needs a gift you could give them the gift of your time and your presence, or you could give them a gift of, you know, if you bake, you could give them something. Um, and some of it really is just 
you want to ground yourself and you don't, you, so that's taking your energy and connecting it with the earth. So if you do something every day to ground yourself, whether it's exercise, taking a walk, visualizing green light coming down through your body and going out through your legs and your central channel, connecting the earth chakra, and then bringing that energy up through your body and around your energy field. Or if it's um, taking a moment to have a conversation with somebody that makes you feel safe or happy or connected. These are all ways to feel grounded. Once you're grounded, then you can focus and then you can take that Christmas list or that Hanukkah list or Kwanzaa list or your solstice list and break that down into pieces and parts. And then you can work on that. And that way you don't feel so overwhelmed. You don't feel so crazy. And guess what? That's going to help your animals, right, Vicki? Absolutely. Because they feel your stress. They look to you for safety and comfort. And if you're all rattled, then they're like, oh, I got to be rattled. And then it's not even, it's twofold because they're sensing you're not feeling safe. So then they're not going to feel safe. And then energetically, it's the vibration. They feel that anxiety. So then their body just responds with that anxiety. And um, then which causes you to have more anxiety and it's, it's just not a pretty picture. <laughs> right. So the more grounded you are and in the better space you're in, the better space your animals are in. And then Vicki, you know, I've, I've asked you this before. If somebody were in like a <clears throat> situation and, you know, their dog's losing it or their cat's losing it and they, you can tell they're stressed. What's something quick they can do to reduce the stress for their animal? This is so simple. It's pause and take three deep breaths in and out. You know, just like a, even just the one I've had, this works with children too. Oh, that's <laughs> um, great. So when my daughter was younger and, uh, you know, my cats and I was a little stressed and they, they were just going all over. I'm like, okay, I stopped and I just did that. And they both stopped and looked. Wow. So palpable. And so that they take notice. That's amazing. You know, also sometimes what I'll tell people is I'll give them some energy exercises. Like I'll teach them that green light exercise. I'll teach them to visualize the white light at the center of their being connect with their center because when they connect with their soul, that transcends the drama of daily living. And it takes them into a space of peace, calm, um, seeing the big picture, connecting to the bigger picture of what's going on. And like a lot of the things that we get stressed about really are the small things. And I just, I'm curious, okay. During COVID, I noticed that the small things did not seem like as big of a deal. They really, you realize that they didn't matter compared to the big things. And then when people are starting to try to normalize the small things start being a big deal again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just thought of another thing because the breath, sometimes you may be too ungrounded or scattered to even really do that. Right. So the next best thing is to just start like dancing. It's like, oh, I love that. that with joy, because then the joy is going to shift the anxiety. And so if that, because like, being too still may not be, you may be too heightened. So they just start right. moving with joy. And um, actually in my classes, when I was able to do them live, hopefully we'll get back to that soon, um, is I would have a shake at the beginning of the class. It's like shake off all the stress of giving to the class. And it's like shake like a dog. 
because our animals exactly and that just really helps diffuse the energy what's really funny and you may know this vicky but for our listeners um um that's actually a shigung exercise so it's it's like you wiggle your wrists you wiggle your arms you wiggle your shoulders you wiggle your neck you wiggle your whole body you wiggle your tail your legs. And then I tell everybody, you know what the definition of true power is? It's getting a whole room of people to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's, it's literally, it's a, sh- a shaking off of that, um, the negative chi and yeah. also increasing blood lymph and chi circulation through your body. Right. So, yeah. and of course yeah. that elevates, you know, your, your, um, endogenous opioids and it makes you have a release and it makes you feel better. Right. Yeah. Love it. And then also, sometimes what I'll tell clients is to get something like a flower essences, a stone essence. Um, so something like that, that they could either like rescue remedy. They have these little as uh, glycerin pastilles that you can take. They're like a little drop, like a little um, can. It's not a candy, but you pop it in your mouth and it has no alcohol in it. But Vicki, you have something for your, your animals, right? And they're, they're guardians. What do you have? I do. The Iceland Spar Essence is a really powerful, uh, one of my clients calls it, bring out the big guns. And so it's a great for bringing you into alignment and uh, centering. And what's weird is I actually have that crystal right here. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's, well, that's the only Iceland's essence part. I have that is named after the crystal because it's so powerful to name it with limiting it because it's got so many great benefits. And so, yeah, so Iceland Spar Essence is very strong. And they do, you just spray it in the room and then the, the animals and the people walk through it. It goes into their auric field and then they absorb that into their body. Yes. And so while we're talking about essences, I'm going to talk about, I have a happy holiday essence set. Oh, I love that. And so, uh, and it's 10% off. Um, so the first one is serene and it, it puts a calming element vibration into the air. And so I have seen animals be ballistic or, you know, just out of control at when the doorbell rings with Sanja, a German shepherd was a big one of this. She would just go ballistic. You spray serene. She would, you could see she took it in. She just stopped, shook it off and then walked off normally. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And so the serene is calming for you and your animals. Boundaries. Because a lot of times with the holidays, it's about boundaries and um, especially with family. And so this helps you set and maintain your boundaries so that things are more kosher for you. Of course. And then family. Family, it promotes the love of a family and dispels any angst. This actually was created for a person, my, a good friend of mine um, years ago when she was going to Australia to be with her family for two months. She goes, I've got to have support. <laughs> so, and then it's become one of my bestsellers because uh, it's not only works for people, it works for the animals. And so um, multi-animal households that aren't getting along, family, but it really helps with people. I've had so many testimonials over the years. It was like, oh my gosh. My mom didn't respond like she normally does. And, you know, it was like people are, you know, just it, it was easing their holiday and easing their interactions and um, making a difference. So 
That's fantastic. I love it. Oh, and that's funny that because I actually had this hilarious story. And it's like a holiday story. So, um, and this is like from my childhood when I was a little kid, but I had this cat and she had a lot, she was a Siamese. She had a lot of personality and she made her feelings known. So one time there were relatives that were visiting, family was visiting my parents, right? And a family was visiting my parents and this cat get, uh, is mad because she's not getting pay, um, being paid attention to. And she's pissed. Literally, you know, that emotion pissed. She goes into a plant. She looks at my dad straight in the eye and she pees right onto the plant, letting him know that she is unhappy. And so if I were going to ask you, how would you treat this patient? <laughs> how would you treat this cat? What would well, you do to help this cat feel better and not be so upset about not getting the attention they need? Well, that's where probably the serene or one of these calming things, because they can, they're going to right. uh, show something, you know, they're going to call out the elephant in the room. I mean, animals, you know, you, you they're just not going to shove it under the rug. <laughs> they're and not. So, so like you, you can take your deep breaths, right? Yeah. You can take your deep breaths to ground yourself, right? To, to manage the stress, right? Yeah. You, you can, you can work on clearing and balancing your energy but they're going to feel what they're going to feel. So right. you know, giving them something to like, in essence or something to work with that. And yeah, then absolutely. You, Go ahead. Right. And then if you were treating them, if you were with that cat in person, what else would you do? Would you send them some psychic images or talk to them like psychically to let them know, Hey, it's okay. They love you too. I mean, what would you say to them? Well, I actually ground animals. Ah, okay. Animals can get ungrounded too and usually the signs of them ungrounded are their pacing they can't settle um they need grounding okay so grounding the animals and this is one of the things i teach in my classes and actually in my uh books so uh and so grounding them and then also this is where setting the expectations right sometimes it's not the animal that needs to shift because if you have potted plants and they're big enough and you have a cat, it's their natural to dig in the dirt and go in the dirt. Good so point, if, if you're right? going to have big plants. You can't expect your cats to ignore them. They may. <laughs> so, so they may do stuff. So like what do cats like to do with big plants? <laughs> they talk like about to that. poop in them because that's their natural. So what I have done in the past is when I've had big plants, I put the chicken wire in there so they can't get to the dirt. Oh. And I put chicken wire so they just can't physically get in there, then they ignore them. So and what do they get in the dirt for? What are they looking for in the dirt? So are they just playing with it or do they want to? So as by nature, they cover their scent. Yes. It's a protective thing. So they want to go, they go somewhere where they can cover it, where it's sand, dirt, you know, something that they- So they'll go, they'll go to the bathroom in the plant and then they'll cover it, right? Yeah, because it's diggable is why. Well, it's funny because sometimes I also see cats eating plants too, right? They're looking for some greens (laughs) for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's where you can get them um, (laughs) quit having plants, (laughs) you know, so because I would have all these plants with these leaves all eaten off. And so, but you can get them catnip. I mean, you have catnip plants, so you can get them grass. There's plants that you can get them to eat on. 
to chew on because they like that's just their normal natural too. So that's what they they would eat that instead of your other plants. Right. And so speaking of plants, we want to make sure any plants in your household are safe for your cats or your dog. Oh. Because there are a lot that's not. And um and so uh can you tell us names of plants that are not healthy for cats? Do I don't have that list off the top of my head. I know with Christmas poinsettias are one. Lilies are a big one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Christmas poinsettias, lilies. Do you know anything about paper whites? You know what paper whites they're like in the, they're in the, they're like jonquils or they're um, daffodils. They're like in that uh, kind of family. Okay. Well, we, you know, if, and if we don't know this information, guys, you can always do a search. I'm sure you can search online and find out. You well, know, yes, and I've done posts and I've done newsletters on it. I just didn't think to have that list here. Right, because we right. didn't even know we we're going to talk about this. I know. <laughs> but speaking of plants at the holidays, how about cats and Christmas trees? Oh, uh -huh. my God. <laughs> All right, here again, cats by nature. They like to climb trees. So if you have cats and kittens, um, I wouldn't put really expensive ornaments on the tree or, <laughs> you know, and, and definitely don't put the tinsel because that's, oh, the that's tinsel's bad. very bad for cats um, well, and dogs because it gets in their intestines and we don't, we don't want, you don't want emergency surgery. <laughs> um, so just know that that's a possibility. And it may be they're not interested in it. You may be able to have a tree, no problem. Um, but I personally even have had a cat uh, climb a tree, Christmas tree, and knock it over because it got too top heavy, you know. <laughs> so, oh, that, that happened to me so many times um, when that cats would climb that tree and then they knock it over and then the ornaments were smashed. We used to actually tie it. We used to put string around the trunk and then put some hook and eye little screws into the wall and then tie that that tree to the wall so they could knock it over yeah and they also cool. like to knock the ornaments off and bat them about That's what, yes they bat them and right. uh, and then even with dogs they're not gonna be as playful with the ornaments intentionally generally but they'll walk around the tree and if the dog has got their tail whap 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 it's gonna you know you could have ornaments flying and so just be conscious instead of stressful, you know, just go into it knowing this may happen and, or block off the room from the animals, you know. Something. The other yeah. thing is, I mean, glass ornaments are not a good idea because if they break them and you step on them, speaking of emergency surgery, you don't want that. You want it, you do not want that during the holidays. Right. 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 So, so, um, and even with cats, uh, because even putting a cat a tree up on a you know a table or something cats can jump up there so you, you can you can dog proof it but it's hard to cat proof trees. that's a good point actually that's a really good point all right so i love that so let's talk about let's just talk about tree decorating for people now for a second so we've talked about avoiding glass ornaments putting the tree away from from the animals and then maybe tying it up. But let's talk about for people, how do you reduce stress? Okay, so we're gonna talk about real versus artificial for a second, um, if, you're doing a, if you're doing a Christmas tree. Um, and interesting fun fact for all of our Russian listeners out there, they have New Year's trees. Whether they're 
Christians, Jews, whatever, it's a Russian thing. They put up trees for New Year's, which I found out from um, some Jewish Russian friends of mine. Who I thought that was interesting. So this can apply to a lot of people. Um, if you or people in your household or people coming to your house have allergies to evergreens, you might want to seriously consider getting an artificial tree, even though, you know, it's not the same as living tree. Um, it's just something you might want to think about because you really don't want to breathe in um, those essential oils from that tree if you're allergic to them, or you don't want people coming to your house breathing that in if they're allergic to them, because it's not fun to have bronco constriction and have tight lungs. It's very uncomfortable. Um, the other thing is, the thing is actually mental health for decorating a tree. You know, if you can decorate a tree and look at the memories from your ornaments from past holidays, and you can get someone you care about to do a tree with you, it's a creative and fun expression. And you could look at it as a way to reduce stress. Now, if you're trying to get your bratty tween to decorate the tree and you're fighting with them, that's stressful. But if you decorate the tree with somebody that you love and you're having fun, you're being creative and you make a little ceremony or a little experience out of it, you know, where you're listening to some nice music and you have, have all that going on. It's a wonderful experience. It's something lovely, you know? Um, so you can use it as a way to make things positive and happy and uplifting. And as part of the um, ushering in the holidays kind of process. So try to think of decorating the tree as a creative form of self-expression rather than something on your to-do list. And I think if you look at it that way, it'll lower your stress level with it. Right. Yeah, and I don't yeah. right, And don't do last minute, but don't do it too soon either. If you have a living tree and you decorate it in the middle of November, it's going to be dead and a fire hazard by the beginning of December. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and another thing to point out if for expectations is yes. knowing that if you're going down memory lane, there may be some sadness. And right. so just, you can have sadness and you can have joy. So allow that, that emotion go, oh, okay. And then allow the joy of the relationship or, you know, the joy of the times to come in so that you, it's a flow, you know, you keep moving and uh, making it more joyful. That's so true. Giving yourself permission to feel what you're feeling. And for those of us who are like going through a divorce or something, I'm going to give you a suggestion that, um, that I worked with a number of years ago is take all the ornaments that you bought or collected while you're with the person that you're separating or disengaging from and put them in a separate box, put them somewhere else. Don't sort through them during the holidays, right? Yeah. Just put them aside and say, I'll deal with that later and then decorate the tree or get new things or make new things so that, you know, those decorations are representative of your new life together, something different, something new, something positive. Because when you do handle those ornaments, you're going to remember the person that you got them with or whatever. It, the symbolism of that ornament is going to remind you of that experience. So, you know, if you need to take time to process out the end of a relationship, right? Um, take that stuff aside look at it later. And then if you, you want to bring in something new symbolically, get something new or create something new or make something new for yourself and have that represent your new life. You know? So like when I moved up to the Seattle area, I started buying ornaments from the Seattle area. So I have my Seattle Christmas tree 
my little baby one. And then I have my larger tree. That's all the other different places and times in my life when I bought things. And so it's like a combination of different times in my life. Um, yeah, because you want that to be, you know, you do want to be able to process your feelings and move through them. And, and again, take the time. So you lower the expectations. So you're not stressed from rushing through. Now, Vicki, I think you had a couple other stories to share, right? Some well, holiday animal so stories. Holidays, candles, you know, candles. Oh yes. Candles right. are lit and, you know, festive and, um, there again, you can get them off with, you want to make sure they're up where your dog's tail is not going to hit them and cause a fire hazard. Oh my God. Um, well, I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, the thing is you wouldn't think about that. So thanks for bringing that up for us. That's really important. Yeah. And so then with cats, they're a little harder because they can get more places. And so, uh, you know, you, you just, when you have a candle lit and you have cats, you want to always be monitoring your cat and the candle so that they're not getting into it um and <laughs> and they end up quick they're quick and I'll tell you that from personal experience because I've had when my cats were kittens you know their eyebrows got singed because they oh my like, they're, they're in it before you know it and then um even just recently I lit a candle is on my desk and my cat jumped up the tail went through it so here's this tail on flamed you know, flame and I'm putting it out, but it did, it was only the, it was only the fur that got lit, but the smell, and oh. I mean, it, it, it was so fast. So, you know, I'm, I'm telling you from personal experience, if you have just, cats, just buy, just buy battery operated candles. Exactly. Cat candles aren't a good mix. Because that's way that's way too stressful. Oh, it is. And I was sitting here right by the candle. That's what I'm oh saying. Oh my it, gosh! It just took a matter of seconds. So you know. <laughs> so yeah. And, and then let's talk about scented candles and how much more powerful the sense of smell is that animals have than people. Oh my gosh! Yes, scented candles. You really want to be conscious if you have pets. You know, be, uh, because. Cats have more than 200 million odor sensors, whereas humans have 5 million. Wow. And so a lot more. So if it's strong to you, it's really strong to them. Oh, my gosh. And so if you see them starting to have trouble breathing or whatnot, put the candle yeah. out. Or, you know, Seriously. I mean, if, you, if you have any doubts, don't do scented candles. Yeah. Um, yep. And then even for dogs. This is interesting because the different breeds have different levels of olfactory sensors and they feel a lot more than people, but like the Dachshunds have 125 million olfactory receptors. The bloodhounds have about 300,000, I mean, 300 million. You know, you always hear the bloodhound tracking. Well, there's a reason they, they have many more receptors. That's amazing. Isn't it? And then the German Shepherd is 225 million. Million. Compared to our then, 5 million. Wow. And then there's certain essential oils that will make um, dogs sick. Oh, like, absolutely. That, yeah, that so, is in my second book uh, uh, of the safe essential oils and the toxic essential oils. Can you tell us the name of that, your second book so people know they can go Heart to it. Heart, How You Can Heal Your Animal Through All okay. Stages of Life. Okay, yeah. so, so that's valuable it, it, information because um, 
people don't they're putting these days they're putting essential oils in everything and you don't realize what it's doing to your pet and yeah, yeah. um and then my pet peeve ha 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 uh, uh-huh. is uh, my daughter gave me a set of essential oils one christmas um and she didn't realize i don't really use them because of having cats just because um don't want to take a chance well there is nowhere on the label that they're toxic to pets or maybe toxic to pets. There were six in the set. Only two were safe for me to use. Wow. And they don't tell you that. And so, so, oh, so eucalyptus, it's cold season. Don't do it. It's a no-no for cats and dogs. Okay, great. So thank you for letting us know about eucalyptus. That's, and that's a scent that's popular during the holidays. And, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yep. Um, so definitely let's not, let's not do that one for sure. So, um, yeah. So another way to reduce stress, you, I mean, the thing is a lot of us like to diffuse oils, like, um, orange is great. Uh, okay. I'm talking for people, not for animals. I know. So right now I'll name, people. I'll name I, some good ones for people. And then for the holidays. Well, and then I have a podcast already out there uh, oh, great. that it may, you know, it may smell good but you may be killing me and it's animal messages, uh, what your animals want you to know. You can find that podcast on, on your website, uh, right? On, on website. my website would be the yeah, simplest way to go. Cause yeah, I already have that out there and I actually have the aromatherapy. Even better. Right. I have two podcasts, one that's safe and one that's not, not. safe. Um, so. And that's on healingyouranimal.com. Yes. And so like, if we think of things like orange or cinnamon, or you look at the lyptus or peppermint or pine, like these are scents that people think about during the holidays that might be in scented candles, or you might be diffusing that, but you might want to go to Vicki's podcast and listen to those for what's okay and what's not okay. Absolutely. Because diffusing is the most, the strongest because the oils in the water don't mix. So it's just pure oil you're putting in the air and it's really toxic if it's not safe for them for the animals because of because they're so much more sensitive than we are all right so we've covered a lot of ground today so we've been talking about how to reduce holiday stress right we've been talking about lowering expectations right we've been talking about ways to to ground ourselves to shift our energy quick ways to do it right we talk about breathing we talk about um i talked about like reprioritizing like what's really important during the holidays we talked about working with um, your wonderful essences to just shift the energy, right? So that the animals are calm, you're calm, um, interactions with family are better. We've also talked about like some fun stories about like crazy things animals do around Christmas trees and plants and some tips about how to protect your, your house plants, but also, you know, ways to protect your tree and things you might want to do with your tree to decorate it differently so that it's not knocked over. And, you know, and then we also talked about candles, scented candles and safety and the safety with the, the, the fragrance and safety with fire. We covered a lot of ground today. Um, did we miss anything, Vicki? Is there anything well, else? One thing I would like to add for stress when you're thinking about uh, with the pets is if you're having family members or friends coming in the home with other animals, if they're bringing their animals in, yes. please have a safe space for your animal so they can have a time out. They can, 
you know, get away from the situation. So, cause sometimes that can be very, very stressful. Oh and yeah. Right. Then, yeah. Oh, very. It's their, their, their house. It's their territory. And all of a sudden there's a new animal in the space. Oh my gosh. Right. right. Oh yeah. And I help people with this all the time in my private practice. Um, and so, you know, just to be conscious of that, just because you're happy to see your friends and they're bringing their dog, it doesn't mean your, your dog or your cats are going to be happy about it. And so, you know, just allow them to have some quiet time and um, to be content that way. The flip side is true. If you're traveling with your pet somewhere, just make sure they have a safe space to retreat to um, because they're, again, they're going into a situation. It's not their home. They're out of their norm. And, uh, you know, you just want them to be comfortable too. That's a really good point. I mean, and what is a safe space? Maybe for a dog, it might be their crate, right? It can be. And if they don't like or, the crate, it could be the bathroom. I guess it has to be uh-huh. where the guests aren't going, <laughs> you know? Right. Or they have their favorite space, like in your bedroom, um, but somewhere. And then cats will generally find, have already claimed their their spaces. And so they'll, they're good about getting to safety if, if you're a conscious guardian, you've already allowed them to have their safe space. And so if you, if you haven't thought about that, cats and dogs, they need their safe space. So, um, and so just to make sure that's accessible um, anytime mm-hmm. so that whether it's, you know, a worker coming in or company coming in or what's happening, then they they know where to go. They take care of themselves and they feel safe. A hundred percent. That's so important. And if you talk about safe spaces for people, <laughs> you know, when you're hosting people, don't start conversations where you don't want things to escalate. So safe space, avoid certain topics. We, we <laughs> probably know what those are, but I'm going to say some of them out loud. Don't discuss vaccination, politics, religion. I mean, a, a conspiracy theories, just avoid all of those things because we don't need conflict right now. We've had plenty of that in the last couple of years. We don't need more, right? Just don't bring it up. If you know people are going to disagree, you don't have to talk about it. You can debate after the holidays. You don't need to debate during the holidays. Just relax. Enjoy each other. Enjoy each other's presence. Um, enjoy the, the experience of having uh, time with people that's free from arguments and debate, right? No, we don't have to be right. We could just be loved and we could just enjoy each other. You don't have to bring your ego to the table at the holidays. You could just enjoy the experience of being in the presence of people. That's really important, right? And also make sure you ground yourself, make sure you do some self-care, you know, get your exercise, you know, I, everyone's going to have treats during the holidays. That's fine. But do your healthy food too. get your fruits and vegetables, get your water, right? Get your healthy proteins, you know, get the things that you need to, to feel good about yourself. Make sure you're getting enough sleep too. I mean, it's practical, but really important. All these things help us reduce stress and they help us go into situations feeling great. And that being said, how can people reach you? So if they want more advice on all the things we've talked about and more, 
Vicki, how would people find you and um, get access to you and your wonderful work? All right. The easiest way is to go to my website, which is healingyouranimal.com. And the healing is H-E-A-L-I-N-G, Y-O-U-R-A-N-I-M-A-L.com. And from there, you can find my podcast. You can sign up for your free assessment with me and we can discuss your needs and the best support. You can also order the books that I've been talking about that have my over 20 years actually over 22 years in the field of practice and tips and techniques and things we're talking about today, like how to ground your animals and um, calm. There's a whole chapter on calming techniques in my first book, which is bridging true love connection and healing between you and your animals. And then the second book is heart to heart, how you can heal your animals through all stages of life. And both are full of, just valuable support for you and your animals to connect. And then my podcast, which is Animal Messages, what your animals want you to know. And then you can find the link to that on my website as well. And then it also has the link to my wonderful products of natural support for you and your animals. Fantastic. That, 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 there are a lot of resources on our website. You guys definitely got to go check it out. Oh, and then the replay of this talk will be on there. All of Ariel's and my talks are on my website under the news section. And then it also has upcoming classes. So, yes, lots of information. So healingyouranimal.com is the place to go. <laughs> Excellent. And so what about you, Ariel? So... Arielhubbard.com, A-R-I-E-L, and then H-U-B-B-A-R-D.com. You can find uh, links about my classes. You can find links to reach me for treatments. You can find links for mentorship and training. And then I have a blog on there with different articles, with links to all kinds of resources. I have a great video showing um, me giving Reiki where you could actually see the light shooting out of my hands on there. It's really cool. And um, I also have a podcast called Woman Power Zone. You can go into any podcast icon and do a search, download it. I've got some really fun topics about women's empowerment. That's my new project. And then I have a book that's going to be coming out soon called um, The Empowered Woman's Guide to Online Dating. And that's a totally different topic, but it's a lot of fun. So yeah, so I have some really great things coming up too. Um, and we'll be here um, once a month. We do this a talk together and uh, we always talk about fun and really interesting things. So about pets and people, healing for pets and people. So if you're on Clubhouse, you can find us on Healing for Pets and People. And we do our talks the first Thursday of the month. All right. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for another amazing experience. I always learn new things from you and I really appreciate you. Thank you. Well, I right back at you. So appreciate uh, being here with you. This is so fun. It uh, is just a highlight of my month. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we are going to sign off everybody and we will see you next time. Yep. Take care. Have happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody.